You're listening to Pombo and Peter's Picks, the home of your favorite sports betting podcast, presented by The Daily Goat. Hello, welcome to another episode of Pombo and Peter's Picks. I'm Jason Pombo, alongside Peter Alves, as always. Peter, here we are again on a Friday. So back-to-back weeks that we're dropping on a Friday as opposed to a Thursday like we've been previously doing. So this week, it's my fault, not yours. So I apologize for anyone's inconvenience. Thanks a lot. I was going to pick the Patriots on our graphic, but obviously you can't do that because it's in the future. So rip. Belichick's like 25-4 and four against like first-year head coaches, but we won't talk about that. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, uh, unfortunately, the Thursday night game is going to get uh, whopped out of our conversations, but Let's start off by talking about our picks last week. Peter, I fell under 500. I went two and three on the weekend. Um, my only W's were the Patriots minus two and a half over the Browns. And then the Saints plus three uh, over the Titans. My losses were Seattle plus three and a half. The Falcons plus nine. And then the Rams minus four. So two and three, not ideal. Uh, and I arguably had the worst, or I should say we had the worst pick of this entire podcast where we had the Falcons plus nine over the Cowboys. We couldn't have been more wrong at all. Why you didn't like that 43 to three final score. Yeah. So we both felt good about the Falcons. We both talked about how Dak Prescott was banged up. Uh, The Cowboys were coming off a game against the Broncos where they didn't necessarily look too hot. They kind of got blown out And the Falcons were a team that have slowly crept themselves into playoff position. Uh, entering last week as a seven seed, but wow, they got whopped. It's true. So I went three and two. I'm pretty sure that's three weeks in a row. That's positive record. It's it's good for me. Uh, got Bills minus twelve, Saints plus three, Pats minus two and a half, and as you said, we lost the Falcons plus nine, and the Bucks minus nine and a half. They lost straight up to the Washington Football Team. Are you worried about the Bucks? I am. I am indeed. I am. Yeah, they're they're scuffling, and I don't think. It's not Tom Brady's fault, but I gotta gotta blame somebody. Yeah, uh, I think just a quick tangent here. I think a lot of it has to do with uh, Gronkowski and Antonio Brown being out. Uh, I believe wholeheartedly that those are the two guys Brady trusts the most in that Bucks offense. And without them, he's—I know uh, it's a crime—but he's had to rely on your guy Mike Evans, who I don't believe has the greatest chemistry with Tom Brady. I don't think Brady. No, Tom Brady hates Mike Evans, Loki. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think his guys are Antonio Brown and Gronk. And when those guys are out, things change. Uh, the defense also hasn't played well. I think that's a big factor in that. Uh, Vita Vey is in a walking boot. He's going to miss a significant period of time. The secondary has been demolished since week one. And this Bucks defense is not championship caliber. And it's not as good as it was last year. It's as simple as that. So I think the, the Bucks struggles is a combination of different things. Uh, but I think I'd say 70% of it has to do with the defense. But, um, Peter, I think we should start off with the game that ended in a tie this week. What do you think? Good job, Lions. Good job. You're not going 0-17. No winners for this one. So the Lions and the Steelers, uh, they finished 16-16. Uh, a lot of it was due to these weird errors, and it was just a weird game. Uh, The Lions had a chance to win in overtime, missed a field goal, shocker. The Steelers had a chance to win in overtime, didn't convert, shocker. Uh, Mason Rudolph started for Ben Roethlisberger because Roethlisberger uh, has COVID. So Rudolph was 30 of 50 for 242 yards and a touchdown. 
Uh, and Jared Goff, he struggled mightily, and it doesn't look like he's going to play this coming week. Uh, he's been limited in practice. Actually, he's missed practice Wednesday and Thursday due to an oblique injury. Uh, so I don't know if that's phantom or what, but he has not practiced this week. So that's probably a sign that he's going to miss uh, this week's game. But you look at the Lions and they had every opportunity to win and they still couldn't come through. But hey, a tie is better than a loss, right? No, it's true. I just want to talk about this game because obviously they're not going to go on 17. They could still go on 16 and one. But since you said Jared Goff's not playing, I expect them to win outright versus the Browns just because. But I don't know. This game showed how stupid the Lions really are. Like, their kicking game is terrible. Their offense is terrible. Their whole – I mean, they are like 0-9 or whatever – or 0-9-1 or whatever it is. Yep. So obviously, they are terrible. But uh, good good, uh, good guy, uh, Ben, ben Roethlisberger. Because you hear that uh, he wasn't even getting tested, and then he said he was, like, sick. And then he, yeah. he like, said he had COVID. So, like, good guy, Ben Roethlisberger, you know. So he – so I assume then he's vaccinated, so – yeah, he back, said he was yeah. sick, and then he was like, test me. So Yeah, and he had COVID. So, I mean, yeah, shout out to Roethlisberger because that's uh, – look, that's bigger than football, you know? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers takes some notes. Yeah, Rip Rodgers. I mean, Rodgers, he um, – why, why don't we switch to that game, Peter? You want to do that? Sure. Packers-Seahawks. I picked the Seahawks last week. It did not work out for me whatsoever. And uh, Russell Wilson got shut out for the first time in his NFL career. Uh, the Packers ended up winning that game 17-0. Uh, Rodgers, who's coming back from COVID protocol, he wasn't that great either, in my opinion. Uh, he was 23 of 37 for 292 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Devontae Adams had seven receptions for 78 yards. Uh, but Aaron Jones, uh, he's going to be out for at least a couple weeks uh, with an MCL injury. Uh, it's not torn, but it looks like it's sprained. So A.J. Dillon is going to be the lead carrier down there in Green Bay. Uh, which I think is completely fine. I think A.J. Dillon is a candidate. I think A.J. Dillon's better than Aaron Jones. I would not disagree with that argument, Peter. Uh, Russell Wilson, on the other hand, coming back from that thumb injury, you could tell he wasn't right. It was arguably the worst game of his NFL career. Uh, the weather was poor. Uh, they couldn't get anything going. Chris Carson was still out. Uh, Wilson was 20 of 40, 161 yards. He threw two interceptions. He was sacked three times. He had a QBR of 13 and a quarterback rating of 39.7. So the Packers improved 8-2. and two. Do you think they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl? Packers, yeah, I think so. Because as we said in the beginning, I think the Bucs are scuffling. The Cardinals have injuries. The Rams don't have an O-line. So, yeah, as long as Rodgers can stay healthy and off the COVID list, and he has a toe injury, but that doesn't concern me. Yeah, I think they're the clear favorites for the Super Bowl this year. And I, I think they're going to make the a NFC Championship with their eyes closed. At least. So you look at the Packers, you look at what Matt LaFleur has been able to do now in year three, and it's been nothing but success. Do I think LaFleur is this offensive? No, player? I got to see him with like, no. not yeah, a God. I, we'll see how it goes with Jordan Love or Jimmy Garoppolo next year. But according to this year's team, like, I do think that they have some flaws. Uh, but due to the look across the league, the Cardinals without Kyler Murray, uh, they're coming off a bad loss against the Carolina Panthers. You look at the Cowboys, uh, sure, they had a nice win against the Falcons, but the week prior, they got destroyed by the Broncos. You look at the AFC, it seems like it's anybody's game. Uh, and you already mentioned the issues with the Bucs. So process of elimination, last team standing right now, that's in terms of health-wise and ability-wise, it's Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. I'm not convinced they can go to the Super Bowl. I still think there's a lot of other things that need to fall in place. 
Well, the Packers have like a top five defense too. It's oh yeah, scary. Uh, defensively, yeah, they, play they actually so have well. a defense though. I I'd be surprised if they weren't the number one seed in the NFC, but I could see a scenario in which they have to play a, the Rams in like the divisional round or something like that, or whoever it may be. Uh, and I think it'll be a, a difficult game, no matter how you slice it. The NFC is difficult. Uh, I don't think there's like a necessary clear cut favorite. Uh, I just think if I were to place a bet, I would say the Green Bay Packers have played the best. They've been consistently the best and they've given the defense the necessary, I should say, let me rephrase, the offense has given the defense a much-needed break in terms of staying off the field, health-wise. It's been overall good for the Green Bay Packers because that defense has held them back for a couple years now. Oh, for sure. And Rodgers obviously doesn't have to do himself anymore. And they're 8-2. and They should be 8-1 and because Jordan Love played that Chiefs game. So That's a very fair point. All right, Peter, let's move on here. Uh, let's talk Patriots-Browns. So we were at the game, right? Um, right behind the Cleveland Browns bench, behind Shocker. Baker Mayfield. Shout out to CTW. Um, Patriots destroyed the Browns, 45-7. to Mac Jones had his best game of his NFL career. Uh, he was 19 of 23, 198 yards and three touchdowns. He had a QBR of 83.9 and a quarterback rating of 142.1. Uh, the run game for New England was phenomenal. Uh, they ran for 184 yards, 100 by rookie running back Ramadre Stevenson, uh, who started in place of Damian Harris, who was out due to a concussion. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, Hunter Henry, uh, they both contributed three touchdowns, uh, two for Hunter Henry, one for Kendrick Bourne. Jacoby Myers also got his first touchdown of his NFL career, uh, thrown by Brian Hoyer. Shout out, Brian Hoyer. You're my favorite quarterback in time yes. as well. Yes. We love Hoyer. The real yes. ones know. If you know, you know. Yes, if you know, you know. Love you, Hoyer. Uh, you look at the Brown side of things. Wow, were they bad. Uh, Baker Mayfield, before leaving the game with a knee injury, he was 11 of 21 for 73 yards. Uh, he was picked off. And the run game in Cleveland, honestly, without uh, Nick Chubb, without Kareem Hunt, they still ran for 99 yards. It felt like they abandoned the run game too quick. Uh, Dearness Johnson had 99. Well, I mean, because when you blanked, it was like 28 to seven. They yeah, couldn't run the ball anymore. Uh, but they had that first touchdown drive uh, in which they marched down the field. They converted on a fourth and goal situation. It looked like the Browns would be able to control the control the game, the pace of the game. But that wasn't the case. So the Browns were your Super Bowl pick. I don't mean to out you, Peter, but. Uh, All right. How are your Rams doing? All right. We'll get there too. But Are the Browns dead? Uh, the Browns are not dead because the AFC is so soft. I think they're going to sneak in to, to like a six, seven seed. I, I don't know because they're, they're talented all the way around. I, I just don't get it. Miles Garrett said it at the end of the game. They didn't even adjust on defense in the second half. I mean, you could see it. Mac Jones was just picking them apart the whole game. Yep. But I, I don't know. I mean, Baker Mayfield is obviously not right, but he could have went back in that game if that game wasn't out of hand. That's yeah. what uh, – Stefanski said, and I, I, I don't know. I, I just think they're not having chemistry all the way around. And injuries, I guess, are catching up to them. And Baker Mayfield said this is his most hurt he's ever been in. And he, he's had, like, every injury, like, known a man. So. Yep. I'm going to disagree with you. I think the Browns are dead. Does that mean they're not going to make the playoffs? I'm not saying that. But their hopes of making it far in the playoffs or potential Super Bowl appearance, I think they're completely dead. Mayfield's not healthy. He said it this week in practice. Um, the whole Odell Beckham situation, what did that do to the locker room? I'm not sure. 
that defense completely got exposed. Like that was a real bad showing. The strength of that team is supposed to be the run game and the defense, the front seven. And wow, they got destroyed by a rookie quarterback, a rookie running back, Kendrick Bourne and Hunter Henry. Like, sorry, I just don't believe in them anymore. I just don't. Sorry, TJ. Yeah, it's probably just a lost season. I don't know. You it, is think, what it, it is what it is, yes. Do you think that, uh, let's say they end up not making the playoffs, do you think Mayfield is done at the end of the year in Cleveland? Yeah, because I think it shows that Baker Mayfield isn't the solution. I mean, he's not the problem because there's injuries, and but I, I just think they can get like a, not even a veteran, but like they can get another serviceable quarterback. And I, I've been saying it for weeks, he's going to go to the Saints. Peter's been harping on the Baker Mayfield of the Saints, the Sean Payton connection. So I don't rule that out in the future, but I think this Browns team, it's simply overrated. They paid their offensive linemen the last couple of weeks a lot of money, and they were awful in this game. They were awful every everywhere. And when you're trying to build a championship team, you need your quarterback to kind of put you in a position to win, and Mayfield didn't do that. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, they're – talented all the way around like they have receivers they have a running back they have a defense they sort of have a secondary and baker mayfield is what it is i, I mean, mean he's not Jarvis good La- but he's not yeah. bad yeah Jarvis landry has completely yeah he's dead too yeah non-factor and i understand you're missing chubb which is a big part of your offense but to get destroyed by 38 points against the team that are probably going to rival you in somehow in terms of competing for a wild card spot that's an awful look you have to compete in that game. Not Again, playing in New England, Gillette Stadium, that's a tough place to win. But you're going to lose 45-7. to seven. Well, as you said, like the first drive, like it went right down the field yeah. four minutes or five minutes. I was like, all right, here we go. It's going to be one of these games. And then it was 45 straight unanswered points. Yeah. And that's an L all the way around. Kevin Stefanski, it feels like the shine has kind of rubbed off him a little bit. He was talking about last year about this offensive guru who's the top 10 coach in the league. Now, he doesn't look too hot because Mayfield hasn't progressed. He's regressed. And Miles Garrett called out the coaching staff, like you mentioned, and that's an indictment on the coaching staff. He literally said, we failed to adjust. They didn't fail to adjust. It's as simple as that. Miles Garrett, who is arguably the best player in the NFL on defense, just outed your whole defensive play caller, the whole room on defense. And that is not a recipe for success. After all the whole Odell Beckham stuff where Beckham was dealt, he was unhappy there, and everyone was like, oh, Mayfield plays better without Odell. Who cares? This and that. Well, look, he didn't look too hot without Odell. And I'm not saying those things coordinate or have anything to do with each other from this past Sunday's game, but Mayfield looked awful. He reminds me of, well, I mean, because Stefanski is older. So I, Stefanski, uh, Brandon Staley is Stefanski 2.0. Just aggressive on offense and can't do anything on defense, exactly. which doesn't make sense because it's our, Brandon Staley is from the Rams, like defensive coordinator, right? Yeah, Staley is, yeah, he called, yeah, he was the defensive coordinator with the Rams. Um, so I understand what you're saying, how that they go from one side of the off one side of the ball and the other side, they don't really like touch. Like, and then they go like for it all the time on fourth down. It yeah. doesn't matter where they are, yeah. which I, I like anyway. So yeah, Cleveland got the, they scored a touchdown on the fourth and goal situation. That was it. But Baltimore is a difficult, I think Baltimore is going to win the AFC North. I think Cincinnati, uh, despite the fact that they lost to Cleveland the previous week, 
I think if they play again, I think Cincinnati would, I think Cincinnati is a better team. I could make an argument that Pittsburgh's more well-rounded. I think Pittsburgh's more disciplined. I think Mike Tomlin's a better coach than Kevin Stefanski. And I think that defense in Pittsburgh, I know they're dealing with a lot of injuries, uh, would be able to stop Baker Mayfield. So I don't know if you're, if you're a Cleveland fan, you got to be pissed because the dog days of the Cleveland Browns, two wins, three wins, uh, the expectations are higher for that. This team should have been in contention to win the division, should be in contention for a playoff spot. And right now, they just don't look like that kind of team to me. They just Is don't. Belichick going to win coach of the year? He should be in consideration uh, because you could make the argument that this is his best season um, in terms of coaching uh, that he's ever had in his NFL career. Uh, Mac Jones, he is by far and away looked like the best rookie quarterback on the field. It's not even close. There's no argument to be made. Uh, you look at the other spots around the team, the defense, which got shredded by Dak Prescott and company, uh, has completely revamped themselves into a top five unit. You look at any stat in the NFL. That's because he took it over, though. Yeah, I mean, you, that's what people say. Like, maybe he got more involved in that. Uh, I don't necessarily know if I buy that, per se. The Patriots in September, they're typically a team that starts off slow. Uh, on both sides of the ball, we even see, saw that with Brady. Maybe to this not maybe to not this extent, but I, I think they finally rounded into form. And you look at the guys they brought into from free agency. Kendrick Bourne, he's looked legit. Hunter Henry has been the best a red zone option in the NFL. He has seven touchdowns, which leads tight ends. Uh, you look at other guys. I think Jalen Mills, he's cleaned up a little bit. I think he's played pretty well for the most part. You look at the draft, Mac Jones, home run. Uh, Christian Barmore, a absolute home run. Would have been a first-round pick. Should have been a first-round pick. Ramondre Stevenson just ran for 100 yards, and he looks like he's going to be a pretty good back in this league. So I think Bill Belichick had a home run this offseason. Um, again, we recorded this pre-Thursday night, so if they lose, it's going to look like a real L. But they've won four straight. They're 6-4. and four. They control their own destiny in the AFC. After they play Atlanta uh, on Thursday night football, they have 10 days off before they face the Tennessee Titans, who are the number one seed in the AFC. The Titans are without Derrick Henry. So if somehow they win that game, I think we're going to record an episode, Peter, and say the Patriots are the best team in the AFC. They gotta show me they can beat the Bills first, though. So even if they don't beat the even if they beat the Titans, you still want to see the Bills. Yeah, because they still face the Bills twice, and yeah. they they should win the division after that. But you never know. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, in my opinion, who's the best team in the AFC right now? It's I've no, I've no idea. It's <laughs> Titans, difficult. but I've no idea. I probably lean the Titans as well, but who knows without Derrick Henry? I think that's a huge question mark. He'll be back soon, though. You think so? Yeah, we'll be back before the playoffs start. That would be a crazy story. And that's what they just need anyway. So, mm. uh, Another game I just want to hit on, Peter, before we uh, go into some different topics in the NFL is the Monday night game between the Rams and the 49ers. Uh, so I had the Rams minus four. I thought the Rams were... You have the Rams in your Super Bowl pick. You're ragging on me. How's that offensive line? Holy I think it's I think it's more than the offensive line for the Rams. I am deeply concerned about this team. I am deeply concerned about Matt Stafford. I'm concerned about their front seven. Uh, their offensive line has regressed, and I'm concerned about their toughness because it seems like the game plan the last couple of weeks to beat the Rams is to run the ball, uh, control the time of possession, and get after the quarterback. And that's been the 
absolutely that's been the magic potion. Look at what Kyle Shanahan did in his masterful game plan against Sean McVay. Uh, so the 49ers won 31 to 10. Uh, Stafford was 26 of 41, 243 yards, one touchdown and two picks. Uh, they weren't able to get anything going running the ball. They only attempted 10 carries for 52 yards. Uh, Daryl Henderson only had five carries. Sony Michelle had four carries, which they gave up a fifth round pick to, re- to get Sony Michelle. He's really been a non factor in the offense. Uh, it's been the whole Cooper Cup show. He's at 11 receptions, 122 yards. He's been great. But other than that, I think the other guys struggled. Van Jefferson had a couple drops. Higby had a couple drops. Odo Beckham, I think he only played 15 snaps. So that's a concern. In the 49ers run game, they punched the Rams in the mouth. They had 156 yards running the football, 91 from Elijah Mitchell, 36 from Debo Samuel, 28 for Jeff Wilson. And Debo Samuel, uh, he was awesome in this game. And the 49ers got George Kittle back, and I think that made it that had something to do with their success on offense. And I think Garoppolo was perfect as that game manager. Uh, and they put up 31 points. So I'm concerned about the Rams, Peter. Oh, me too. Uh, I mean, I, I've been beating the drum. I mean, their offensive line scares me. Matt Stafford does not look comfortable back there. And uh, as you said, the running backs, Daryl Henderson gets hurt like every other play. How many concussion? How many fake concussions can you actually get? It feels like he's been... He's been evaluated for a concussion every single game. Yeah. And it's crazy on that. I mean, the 49ers, there's a stat. I'm pretty sure the 49ers are like 5-0 and versus the Rams the last five games. It's oh, yeah. yeah. Stupid. So I have Kyle Shanahan's uh, numbers against – let's talk about Sean McVay. So Kyle Shanahan versus McVay. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is now 6-3 and three in his career against the Rams, and the 49ers have won the last five matchups. Yeah. So he's owned Sean McVay. In Stafford, well, I just – I know you talked about how he doesn't look comfortable. You're completely right. Maybe it's the ankle that's bothering him. That he's well, he hasn't looked comfortable Titans. even versus the Titan. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's that. Uh, I know he was limited in practice a couple of days last week. That's still no excuse. Uh, Stafford, in his first eight games of the season, he had a completion percentage of 68.86%. He had a quarterback rating of 118.0, a QBR of 75.6. Uh, he was first in the NFL in EPA per play. Stafford, in his last two games – a 64% completion percentage, a quarterback rating that dropped from 118 to 69.4, a QBR that dropped from 75.6 to 25.2, and then how he ranks in terms of EPA per play the last two weeks, he's 29th out of 32. So he's been bad the last two weeks. It's as simple as that. Uh, I've been a big supporter of Stafford. I said he'd win the MVP, and he has not looked like that guy the last couple weeks. Is it all his fault? No. I think the run game, like you talked about, Daryl Henderson, he's left games at least three or four times this year. Sony Michelle hasn't been given the usage that I anticipated he would get. And the defense is soft. Simple as that. Yep. And they, they should be thanking the uh, Cardinals injury gods because they're still only one game back versus the Cardinals. But yeah. They, yeah. Oh, you're right. And uh, speaking of injuries and guys coming back, let's talk about, well, this guy didn't leave because of an injury, but this guy did return. Cam Newton, Super Cam, Super Cam, Peter. I'm back. back. I'm back, baby. Cam if I see that Newton GIF one back. more, if I see that GIF one more time, I swear. It's pronounced GIF. No, okay. <laughs> but uh, Cam Newton, right? He played on Sunday against the Cardinals, but he did not start. PJ Walker got the win and the start. Uh, PJ Walker, he actually played pretty well. He was 22 of 29, 167 yards, but he wasn't the story. Cam Newton was the story. Uh, Newton, he threw a touchdown pass and he ran one in. Newton was three of four passing the ball for eight yards and a touchdown. 
and Newton had three carries for 14 yards and a touchdown. The Panthers blew out uh, the Kyler Murray-less Arizona Cardinals 34-10, to and Cam Newton is expected to start this Sunday against his old coach, Ron Rivera, and the Washington football team. So Cam Newton is back, Peter. How do you think he's going to fare in his first start? And I know we talked about how the Panthers have an opportunity to make the playoffs with Cam Newton under center. And getting a win against the Cardinals was big. And if they, if Newton gets a win against the Washington football team, I think their chances are going to go up even further. Hey, hate me because obviously Newton's not in their long-term plans, but I'm rooting for the Panthers now. Just, just for that success story, I, I want to see Cam Newton in the playoffs. They're going to sneak into the seventh seed, I think. Well, you look who they're competing with for the yeah. seventh seed. The Atlanta Falcons, who Gross. have kind of, again, this is going to be a cold take because they're probably going to watch them beat the Patriots and we're going to look stupid saying this, but they've regressed. They've clearly regressed. Uh, other teams in the NFC that you're going to compete with, the Vikings. Are the Vikings a better team than the Panthers? I think so. But who knows how they're going to go with Mike Zimmer? You know, like, who knows? The Saints are another team. The 49ers. Well, the Saints are going to get a six seed. So as currently constituted, right? The Saints have the six seed, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, they have the six seed. Uh, oh, no, they don't. They have the... They do. Correct. Yeah, they do have the six seed. Yeah, we were, and the Panthers have the seven seed. So, and the Vikings are in the 49ers, the two teams yeah. just out. So Vikings and 49ers are going to compete with. I don't know. We'll see what Cam Newton has, has to do. I know he got a lot of, a lot of respect, I guess, around the league for his production last week against the Cardinals. Again, he had the touchdown pass and all that fun stuff, but let's see when the game plan is all around him. Let's see when he has to throw the ball. More than tw- more than ten times, and let's see how it is against a coach that actually knows his strengths and weaknesses. Don't give up, kids. Cam Newton. Yeah, you we'll hate Cam up. Newton. It's the best. It's the best. You think they win this week? Oh, for sure. Yeah, well, I I'll bet. For, I would. I'll bet my whole life. I'll bet my whole life on it. Oh, Peter, don't do that. Don't <laughs> Why? I'll bet my whole life don't on do it. Do that. That's what you said about the Super Bowl. No, no, no. But that's different. That's because of Brady. I I'll bet know. my whole life on. You think the Washington football team without Chase Young out for the year is going to contain Christian McCaffrey and Cam Newton running all over him? No. I think they could win the game. I mean, they just beat Brady. It, I don't care. I don't I think care. They could do it. Oh, I no. Mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying they should be favored or anything like that, but Heineke played well against. If the, listen, if the Panthers lose next week, you can find new co hosts for uh, the Thanksgiving episode. I swear to God. Come on. You can put it in like car or something. I'm telling you, they will win. They'll win by like 14 points. So. Oh, I think you're crazy. We'll see. They definitely don't win by 14. We'll see. We'll see how it changes. Are they on my, are they on my uh, main slate? No, but it doesn't they matter. should have been. You're that confident. That's all right. That's all right, Peter. Uh, and just one other topic I want to talk about in the NFL world before we pivot here. The Kansas City Chiefs were a team that we didn't pronounce dead, but we had some concerns about Mahomes' health, Mahomes' ability has not necessarily been on par with the rest of his career. The defense in Kansas City hasn't played well, but they returned to form against Vegas Sunday night. They won 41-14. to Mahomes by far and away had the best game of the season. He was 35-50 of 50 for 406 yards and five touchdowns. The Chiefs rolled the Raiders 41-14. Travis Kelsey, eight receptions, 119 yards. Tyreek Hill got involved. Uh, they ran the ball pretty well. They had 94 yards rushing. And Mahomes looked comfortable to me, and the Raiders just had some stupid turnovers. The Deshaun Jackson fumble 
comes to mind for me. Uh, what do you think? Are the Chiefs back? No, because I think the Raiders, are, their injuries and their obviously bad luck, with Gruden and Ruggs are actually trying to catch up to them. I, I need to see them versus the real team, versus uh, maybe like the Cowboys and stuff. I mean, two weeks ago, they only scored 13 points versus the Packers, and they scored 20 points versus the Giants. So I need to see them consistently put up points, but this is a great step in the right direction. And don't don't look now, but the Chiefs are in first place in the AFC North, uh, AFC West. So, I think the Chiefs are going to win the division. I stuck by it this year, for the whole year, and I, I'm going to I'm going to stick by it. They looked really good. Uh, the Raiders. I had some questions about that defense. I did all year, and I've kind of been shut up the last couple, the last two months, because the defense has played better than I anticipated. In this game, it completely unraveled. It really did. The first half, for the most part, they kept the Chiefs in check. Uh, I know they were still losing 17 at 7 during the half, but second half they were awful. And they had some costly turnovers. Derek Carr, he had some bad throws in this game. He had one interception. He could have been picked at least two or three times. And the Raiders weren't able to run the ball. Would you like to guess the Raiders' leading rusher? Derek Carr? Yeah, ding, 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 ding. Three carries for 18 yards. Josh Jacobs had 16 yards. And then Kenyon Drake had 16 yards. That's a joke. So I, I mean, even the Raiders without John Gruden, they're going to do the same crap. They started off like 5-1 and one or 4-1 and one yeah. or something stupid, and they're just going to go 7-9 and nine or 9-7 and seven, whatever. So I think the Raiders, uh, and they shot themselves in the foot. It wasn't like they were completely like outmanned and it was like the Globetrotters playing like, like I don't know, like playing awesome basketball. Like it was... It, it what I didn't look, I didn't watch the game and think, wow, the Chiefs are so much talented than the Raiders. I think the Raiders were just dumb. Like they just lost in every aspect of the game. Uh, they had six, they had nine penalties on the game. They had two turnovers in the game. Uh, they lost the time of possession battle, thirty-five to twenty-four. Um, thir- on third down, they were only one of nine. They only ran fifty-one plays offensively. They only had two hundred ninety-nine total yards. Uh, yards per play, they averaged under six. I mean, every statistical category for this game, like, they just they just lost. And it was, I think a lot of it had to do with their own stupidity. Like I just said, the Deshaun Jackson fumble is the one that, if you're a Raiders fan, you're like, why did we bring this guy in again? Like, why? Because right, he's, he's, he's just, just there to just... He's, he's there to do that, and he hasn't done anything the last two or three years. And once the Raiders signed him, I was just like, oh, I think Odell would have been a better fit there. I really do. And again, o- again, Odell, I'm not saying he's any hero with the Rams because we just shit on the Rams, but... If oh, Odell Raiders, with his two, two catchers? Thanks. Yeah, but like, he only played 15 snaps and that's... Look, I think Odell's ceiling is higher than Deshaun Jackson. Oh, I, for real. But I mean, Deshaun Jackson's going to have a, an NFL job for life. He's the it's fastest just, person I've ever seen in my life. He, just tell him to go. Yeah. Two receptions, 150 yards receiving. Yeah, just tell him to go. But I don't know. I'm just not sold on this Raiders team. I haven't been this going into the year. I'm not now. It wouldn't shock me if they had a little bit of a stretch here where they struggled and they found themselves on the outside of the playoff picture looking in. So just to to look at their schedule this week, Peter, uh, they play the Bengals on Sunday. That's a a tough game, right? So I'll read you their next five opponents. You got to tell me win-loss. Home against the Bengals. Win actually, I think the Bengals are gonna middle out. I think okay. they overachieved the start of the year, and they're just gonna level up. At the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Oh, loss. Oh, happy Thanksgiving. Home against the Washington Football Team. 
Loss. At the Chiefs. Loss. At the Browns. Loss. Do you think they're one and four? Yep. Did I say fives? Was that five games? Right. Yep. One, two, three. Yeah, five games. So you think you're, they're like a one and four during the stretch? That would make them what six and nine? Yeah. Six and eight. You're six and eight. Six and eight. And then the last three games for them, if you want to go that far, home versus the Broncos. Loss. Six and nine. At the Colts. Loss. Six and ten. Home against the Chargers. Loss. Six and eleven. Peter says they lose every single game, but but this week against the Bengals. So if you're a Raiders fan, you better watch on Sunday because after that, you're going to lose every game. Yikes. No, but you know what? That schedule is difficult. I mean, all jokes aside, the Browns, I know we just crapped on them as well, but playing in Cleveland, we'll see how that goes. At the Chiefs, at the Cowboys, I think they're going to lose against the Bengals. And at Indy, that's a tough place to play. Home against the Chargers. I, at, What's their best case scenario? They win nine games? Probably. I, mean, I don't know nope. if that's enough. To, no, to get in. I, don't, I don't think so. Based on tiebreakers and stuff, their record against other teams in the AFC. Especially when you have the Steelers and Bengals and maybe Colts and Chargers. Yeah, Patriots if they don't yeah, win the Patriots, division or the Bills. Bills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk a little NBA, Peter. I, we haven't talked some hoops in a couple weeks. Uh, due to the craziness of the NFL landscape. But the Golden State Warriors, a team that you said would win the NBA Finals. Yes, sir. A team Something that, I get right. A team that Noah and Carr, I believe, backed you. Correct? Yep. So the Warriors, through 14 games, are 12-2. and two. Uh, They've won eight of their last 10 games, and Steph Curry looks like an MVP frontrunner. All of this without Klay Thompson, who is likely to come back in like December, January, like they're hoping. So the Warriors are playing this good of basketball really without their second best player. Um, and the Warriors, it's not like they're just beating up on scrubs, Peter. Like they're playing some great basketball against some elite uh, teams. Uh, they've already beat the Clippers. They beat the Lakers. Uh, they beat teams like the Hornets who have played well this year. Uh, they beat the Hawks. They beat the Bulls. You know, like they just beat Brooklyn. Uh, that was their huge marquee game a couple days ago where they beat Brooklyn by 18 points in Brooklyn. And by the end of the game, uh, the Brooklyn fans were chanting MVP to Steph Curry, not KD. So what do you think about the Warriors? Oh, I mean, it's true. Uh, the only reason why I picked them because their talent all the way around, I'm pretty sure is better than 90% of the teams. You have Curry, obviously. Clay Thompson's going to come back. Draymond Green it is what it is. James Wiseman is a little hurt, but it's fine. And w- Wiggins, I mean, is, is good too. I, I just think they can s- maybe not sleepwalk, but I think they can make it to the second round easy and then just figure it out. I think Steph Curry is going to win MVP. Sorry, sorry, Jokic, but yeah. And tell you what, earlier on the offseason, I was, I was high in the Warriors. I was like, they're going to make the playoffs. Like they're going to be back to being the Warriors, but I didn't think they'd click this well. I, I'm, I don't want to say I'm like surprised because Steph Curry, I mean, Steph Curry, Steph Curry, like he's been awesome this year. He's averaging almost 29 points a game. Uh, He's been doing things, shooting the ball like he has his whole career. And they've had other guys step up like you just talked about. How about a guy like Jordan Poole who's averaging like 17 points a game? Yeah, off the bench. I mean, he's a master. Andrew Wiggins averaging 18 a game, like you said. Draymond Green doing what Draymond Green does, being a – a guy that can flirts at the triple double every night and plays rock hard defense. That's what he does. He's uh, what Marcus Smart should be. 
Yeah, honestly. And Draymond Green, his stat line in the year, he's averaging eight and a half points a game, uh, eight rebounds a game. I'm sorry, eight points a game, eight rebounds a game, and seven assists a game. And when you're the fourth option on that team, I mean, you can do that. The only thing that could derail them is health. Oh, yeah, for sure. Doesn't end up being Clay Thompson. If I don't even think he has to be Clay Thompson. He just has to stay healthy. Yeah. If he's unable to stay healthy, if Steph Curry deals with a nagging injury that's occurred in his career, like that happens. Uh, So I don't necessarily rule out any of that stuff to happen. I think the NBA, a lot of the season has been, we've seen so many injuries. LeBron James, uh, he's been out. He's returning likely today against the Celtics. Sadly, I don't think LeBron's ever going to be LeBron ever again. Ooh, you're a big LeBron guy. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. I, I just think injuries and all the miles that he's been on, it adds I up. think it's finally going to catch up to him. But he hasn't been the only superstar that has had injuries. Uh, you look at Jalen Brown. He's been out for two weeks. Uh, you look at who else is hurt in the NBA. There's tons and tons and tons. Luka Doncic, he's been banged up with an ankle injury. Uh, you look at other guys across the league. Anthony Davis, I know, granted, he's played a lot, but he's been still banged up. He's missed occasional games. Giannis, he had an ankle injury early in the season. Uh, Zion is still out. Shocker, right, Peter? Uh, ben Simmons is still out. Uh, Embiid is still out. Uh, teams like Phoenix are banged up as well. Washington, you've had Beal, who's missed, I guess, a little bit. Uh, Spencer Dimwitty, he's missed a little bit too. Like, the NBA season has been a lot of injuries. So, I don't, but look at the Warriors. They're dealing with it too when they're thriving. Let's look at the standings. The Suns have won 10 in a row. Nobody's talking about that. That's crazy. Yeah, the and, Suns, yeah they picked it up. And I'll take my victory lap. Thank you. On the polls? I know. My, can I have my credit? Thank you. Yeah, but like, nope. I'll, I'll give nope. you half credit because like we kind of crapped on the Bulls in our like preview show. We had them like six in the East. That's fine. Lonzo, most improved player. Wizards, what are you doing at one seed, though? That's a little weird. Yeah, the, the Jim Whitty's played well. Uh, Beal's been real. Like, that's just what he does. Uh, and you look at the Wizards, and they have talent. I, I They do, but I don't want to, like, it's crazy to say. I thought they had talent to flirt with a playoff, like a playoff spot, not flirt with, like, the one seed. Like, I don't know. They're... 10 and four on the year. Uh, they yeah, it's still game. wicked early. It doesn't matter. But yeah, they had a big game again uh, last night against the Miami Heat. Uh, they play the Hornets next week. So it's still really early, but I think you can start to make some assumptions about certain teams. Like, for example, you talked about the Bulls. Are they for real? They've had a pretty good start. Uh, I, but then you look at other teams like the Bucks, who are seven and eight, and they're in the outside of the playoffs looking in. They're obviously going to improve and they're going to. Yeah, because they've had a lot of a lot of injuries. Yeah, yeah Chris Middleton and yeah, Giannis has yeah. been out for a couple he a couple games, and I think that in a way Giannis has he's even said it publicly like he doesn't want the Milwaukee Bucks to be complacent after that Finals win last year. Uh, moving on, Peter. Let's talk a little bit of some NHL news that broke uh, Wednesday afternoon. I think it was, yeah, Wednesday late morning, early afternoon. So John Henry of um, Fenway Sports Group, uh, who owns the Boston Red Sox, Roush Fenway Racing, I believe it's still called Roush Fenway Racing, uh, Liverpool FC over in England. Um, and now the new owners of the Pittsburgh Penguins, Peter. So Fenway Sports uh, will now be the owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins. So the Penguins, you look at them, right? Uh, obviously not, I don't want, they're not like the Red Sox of the NHL, but they're a team that is always respected, well-run, 
consistent. Uh, again, not original six, but they're a pretty, that's a pretty impressive franchise to own. But it is kind of awkward, like we're going to get into, because Henry owns the Red Sox. And in Boston, the Penguins are from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Boston, Pittsburgh, Boston. Doesn't necessarily mesh together. On top of that, uh, John Henry also owns Nesson, which broadcasts Bruins games and Red Sox games. So he's going to have the broadcast rights of Bruins games, but he owns the Penguins. Right. I mean, when the news broke, it started to piss me off, and I didn't know why, but, like, I don't know. I think it's just, like, a little conflict of interest. First of all, Sidney Crosby's a dink. Don't don't associate with that. That's like having LeBron J. Oh, wait. He's part owner of the Red Sox. Oh, yeah. But, or whatever it is, or Nesson, whatever it is. But, I don't know. It's just a conflict of interest. I mean, like, the Bruins and Penguins are, like, bitter against each other. I mean, what, what is Henry going to do? Like, you have TV rights to one team and then your owner and another team. I know it's just an investment and it's probably like a good investment because you wouldn't take it. I don't know. It's just a conflict of interest. And two, I think, do you, do you believe this rumor going around that the reason why he didn't spend on the luxury tax the last three years, because he was going to buy the penguin. I, I, I do. I mean, I guess that's part of it. I don't think it's, I don't think it's like overblow. Like, I don't think he's like, all right. Like, Red Sox, Liverpool, like we are going, we are downsizing to the. But it's not even just Liverpool. Like Liverpool, it doesn't matter because that's its own. Like, go to Europe. Who cares? Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But just Pittsburgh Penguins, like yeah. gross. It would have been different if, like, when he bought Liverpool. It's you know again, like you look at the Tampa Bay Bucks owner, the Glazer family. They also own Manchester United. Like, there's a lot of teams that are. There's a lot of owners that own multiple different things. Like. Robert Kraft owns the Patriots and the Revs. So like they kind of, they can be different, but when it comes to, but here's the thing, if Kraft bought, instead of he bought the Revs, let's say he bought Chicago FC, which is another MLS team they play in Chicago. Like that'd be kind of weird, you know? So I, I don't know. It's, it's a poor optics. Like it's a poor look, but I think John Henry and Fenway sports group, they're just trying to expand to the absolute, I think they're trying to buy as many sports franchises. Yeah, I mean, a lot of owners are doing that. But, I mean, like I said, if you're, like, bidding against for Sidney Crosby and it's the Penguins versus the Bruins, what are you going to do if you're John Henry? It's weird. Yeah, no, Let him go? It's weird. And it's not like it's a team out west. Like, it's not like he bought the uh, Avalanche. L.A. Kings. L.A. LA, Kings. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't want to say L.A. Kings, though, because that's L.A. Uh, The Coyotes. Coyotes, right? In Arizona. other way on the other side of the country, never in the Bruins business. Like, I guess that would be less bad, but Pittsburgh, East Coast, the whole Crosby factor, the Bruins and Penguins have battled in the Eastern Conference playoffs a lot. I mean, if you go back in time, how many times have they represented the Eastern Conference in the last? Oh, year? I mean, back in the day, Pittsburgh won every other year. I mean, but the Bruins, they represented. Again, oh, yeah, yeah. 11, I mean, Pittsburgh's like, not as good as they were, but yeah. Yeah, the Bruins, again, they've made the Stanley Cup three times in the last, what, 10 years? How many times does Pittsburgh have? They've won three times in the last Exactly, like, so three. Six so or something. Six. So it's a poor optics look. I understand that it's a business. and It is what it is. Like, I don't know. It just pissed me off when I read it. I, I didn't know why, but. No, like, I, I agree. If Robert Kraft bought the. Uh, Yankees. Yeah. I'd be like, it's weird. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't necessarily be in love with that, but I don't care if he buys the revolution. Like that, that's like, 
if John Henry bought the Bruins, let's say he bought him, the Jacobs sold him the Bruins. Would that matter? Yeah, right. I wonder if Jacobs is like, I know you own our rights for Nesson and crap, but like, what are you doing? Yeah, so apparently, um, I, I guess he doesn't have to like give him a warning, but I'm sure he did. Oh, yeah, like, for yeah, sure. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure he did. It's just odd. It's definitely odd. Is Penguins game is going to go on like Nesson Plus now. <laughs> I don't think, I, I think it's just going to be business as usual. Just business as usual. I know Liverpool. They don't like broadcasts like um, no they no they don't. But there is a lot of fans that I've noticed from our area that have become Liverpool fans. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's different though. That's like soccer. I mean that's its own. Yeah, it's thing. different. And I mean, it's across the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, it's in the, the Premier League. That's totally different. And John Henry's not an outlier. There's a lot of different owners in sports that own in Europe in soccer or whatever else. Like I mentioned, the Glazer family with Manchester United, like. It, it, there is a lot of them that overlap into different things. But this is odd because it's a different city. I wouldn't have blinked an eye if John Henry bought the Bruins yesterday. Wouldn't have blinked an eye. No. Like, well, I'd be like, well, like, I guess there would still be conversations surrounding it, but it would be like, the optics wouldn't have been poor. It's just, he just bought another team in Boston. Not good either. Well, I don't want to say not good, but uh, it's, it's, just, like, it's just a little weird. Awkward. Awkward is a good way to describe it. But Peter, speaking of awkwardness, let's get into our picks that are going to be ten and zero this week, Peter. Because we, we have a lot of picks that overlap. We have a lot of overlap. We have a lot of overlap, but that's okay. That's all right because when we go ten and zero next week, it's going to be good. All right. First and foremost, I'll go first. Um, first pick of the week for me: Packers minus two uh, over the Vikings. This spread to me is very. It's odd because. If you were to ask me what that spread was without even looking at it, I would assume it's maybe four and a half, five points. Rogers is low-key hurt, that's why. Yeah, Rogers, he's he's got that toe injury. He's coming back from the COVID, so maybe that's why. And the Vikings just had a nice win over the Chargers, but I think we both agree the Chargers are a little overrated. I think that, like we talked about, uh, Brandon Staley, the shine kind of came off him. Herbert has struggled at times, and the Chargers defense has kind of unfolded a little bit. But the Packers have owned the Vikings. And I don't really anticipate them not owning the Vikings this Sunday. I like the Packers minus two. I have the Colts plus seven and a half. Uh, I, I think the Colts are way better than anything the Bills have faced the last three plus weeks. I, I think the Jonathan Taylor can run all over the Bills. I don't care if the Bills have a top five defense. Michael Pittman can get shut down by Travis White. It doesn't matter. I, I think, and even if I, I think the Bills don't beat good teams, and I think plus seven and a half is a lot of points. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts beat them outright, which I, I hope so. I also hope so. Uh, my next pick, I'm going to go Saints plus two uh, over the Eagles. This is another spread when I was just like, really? the Sa Like, I understand the Saints. Kamara, it doesn't – who knows with his availability. Trevor Simeon's likely going to get another start, and I don't think Simeon was bad against the Titans. But the Saints lost to the Titans by two points in Tennessee. And to be underdogs against – the Eagles, who I'm not sold on Nick Sirianni, and I don't think I ever will be. I understand the games in Philadelphia, but I like the Saints plus two. I think the Saints win pretty comfortably. I feel totally. pretty good about this. My premium pick of the week. I totally agree. That's why I, this is the first game that we're overlapping. Saints plus two. I every time the Saints are underdogs, they cover the spread. Like every single time, they just don't bet when they're favored. Uh, I like Trevor Simeon. Taysom Hill is going to go in there and. 
It showed last week they can play without Alvin Kamara. Obviously, that hurts, but it is what it is. I, I think the Saints are going to win outright. My next pick, I'm going to go Dallas Cowboys plus two and a half over the Chiefs. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, they're underdogs in this game, but they're coming off a great win against the Atlanta Falcons where they completely destroyed them on both sides of the ball. The Chiefs are coming off a pretty good AFC West victory like we talked about earlier against the Raiders. I think this game is going to be a nail-biter. I think I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of the best games of the NFL season. I think it'll be a shootout, but I like the Cowboys to come out on top. I think that Cowboys defense is better than the Chiefs defense. I think Dan Quinn can scheme up some things that might give Mahomes some trouble, especially with that pass rush in Dallas. I like the Cowboys here, plus two and a half. And it wouldn't be surprised if next week we talk about the Cowboys being the favorite to come out of the NFC. Totally agree. Totally agree. That's Tyron Smith's going to be back. I, I mean, the, the offense is clicking on all cylinders. I think they're the best offense in the, the entire league. I, I, the only way the Chiefs win is obviously if Patrick Mahomes bails them out. Because I, I think the Cowboys are going to put up 30, 40 points easy. Yeah, and I, I think they're going to take advantage of the Chiefs' weak defense. I think we both can agree with that. Uh, next game, I'm going to go with another underdog here. Uh, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday Night Football plus six against the Chargers. So they're heading to LA for this matchup. Not that, it, I mean, the only thing that really matters is the travel. Uh, the Steelers fans are going to own 75% of the stadium in terms of their fans. But look, when the Steelers, I don't know who the quarterback is going to be. Even if it's Roethlisberger or Mason Rudolph, I like the Steelers in the spot. Six is a lot of points. The Chargers have struggled lately. And I think just when Mike Tomlin, you kind of count him out and he's heavy underdogs, he comes out swinging. I like the Steelers plus six. I think this is a good spot for them. They're going to run the ball. They're going to play it low scoring. I'm not saying they're going to win the game, but I think they could, they might end up losing 21 to 17 or something like that. I think the Steelers are going to make this game close. And the Chargers are going to be a team that they need this win. But I think the Steelers are just going to be a team that no one's going to really pick, but I'm going to roll with them. Oh, speaking of a team that's not going to pick, my premium pick of the week is the Texans plus 11. How gross. But I, I think the Titans, I think they're in a classical letdown spot. I think they're overachieving without Derrick Henry. They beat the Rams and they beat the Saints. I think it's a look at versus the Patriots. It probably is going to be for a top seed in the, the division. Well, like the conference, I, I think the Titans are just going to overlook it and just barely escape the Texans because I don't think they want to be too like injured and they want their whole uh, they want their whole energy on, on the Patriots next week. Do you think they're going to overlook the game? Yeah, yeah. Trap game. Well, I'm not saying they're going to lose, but yeah, that would be crazy if they lost. But yeah, they're not going to lose. But I'm surprised you picked the Texans. So yeah, but. My last and final pick of the week, I'm going to go the Giants plus 11 over the Bucks on Monday night football. 11's a lot of points. The Giants are coming off of a bye week. Saquon Barkley looks like he's going to play. The Giants are getting a little bit healthier. And you look at the Bucks; they're coming off a really ugly loss against the Washington football team. Again, we talked about the Bucks injuries, and it doesn't look like they're getting many reinforcements here. Antonio Brown, it seems like, still far away from game action. Um... Gronk, who knows? But the Bucks' defense is just not as good as they used to be. Again, I'm not picking the Giants in this game. I think the Bucks end up winning, but I think it's going to be a field goal game. We saw last year on, I think it was Monday Night Football, when the Bucks played the Giants, the Giants played them close. And I believe it was a non-pass interference call or a pass interference call that won the game for the Bucks. 
something like that. Uh, and Tom Brady in his last 11, uh, 8 o'clock Eastern time starts, according to Barstool Bets, is 0-11. Yeah, I mean, he's old. Don't start, against don't, the spread. Against the spread. Don't don't bet him after 1 p.m. That's why I also have the Giants plus 11. I mean, the Giants are going to be healthy. They have Tony back. They have. I, I don't think Shepard's going to play, but they have Galladay back. They have their offensive line back. I think this is going to be the first game in a while where they're as healthy as they can get. I, I, what's up with the Giants, though, playing on Monday night versus, like, the Chiefs and then versus the Bucks and then – they yeah. just get steamrolled every time. Well, like not steamrolled, well, but like the, gi- the Giants are the Giants. Like they sell though. It's New York. They're competent. You get the Manning cast on the other side this week, so that should be interesting. But I, it's the whole Brady versus the Giants thing. That's all it comes down to. It is legitimately that and the Giants brand as a whole. One so caveat: Is Gronk going to retire after this year? No. Yes, right. This is the exact reason why he didn't want to play in the first place, right? I, I think Gronk plays next i think gronk's done at the end of next year oh really because yeah i that's what i think anyway is that's what i think brady and gronk are going to go together at the end of next year yeah that's my that's been my overwhelming been hurt this whole year this is the reason why he doesn't want to play but, you know what, earlier in the year he started off really hot you remember all those touchdown yeah. passes he was catching so and he it was who do you who do you get hurt against what was it the rams the rams game yeah it was started? before it was right before the Pats game yeah i think it was week three against the rams all right so peter those are our picks of the week our 10 and 0 picks. So, what do we have uh, overlap? Three of them? We overlapped yeah. on three of them. Yeah. So, nice. 0 and 10. So, no, oh, we're either going to be 10 and 0 or 0 and 10, but however you want to slice it, uh, those are our picks of the week. We'll be back next week and we're probably going to release on, I would guess, Wednesday next week. Yeah. Yeah. We'll um, figure it out. We'll have our Thanksgiving game picks. Peter will talk about what food he likes for Thanksgiving. Oh, for sure. We're going to, we're going to draft some food. We'll draft some food. We'll recap this past week in the NFL. Uh, who knows? Maybe John Henry will buy another team. <laughs> we'll have more to talk about. On Probably. That. But they are. They are.